0: hey guys this is episode 26 of the tea in tokyo podcast my name's Sonya.
1: and i'm ellie
0: and what did we do in the second half of this week
1: so this week we went to nagano city and matsumoto
0: yeah that's right we'll tell you all about it right now
1: we have made our way to nagano city
0: yeah now one thing that we should probably point out straight off the bat uh just in case you do this one day is that on google maps it's so 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 confusing because like if you look up how to get from karuizawa to nagano basically it'll only tell you to take the shinkansen 90 percent of the time
1: yeah it was really weird because we had looked it up and one time we were sure it had told us that you could do it without doing the Shinkansen. But then every other time since then, it said that you could, the only transport between the two cities was like a 4,000 yen bullet train.
0: Yeah, so it cost a lot of money to do that. Um, otherwise, I was looking at it up before we went there and it said that you can go to a nearby station so instead of Karuizawa station you can go to Naka Karuizawa station which is like a 50 minute walk and then from there there's like another train that you can take a
1: local train
0: yeah a local train but what we found when we actually got there was that that's kind of all bullcrap that you can actually go from Karuizawa to Nagano on a local train
1: so it's the same local train that you would have caught from Naka Karuizawa you catch that same one just at Karuizawa station so we don't know what google maps was telling us or why
0: yeah and even like i looked it up just a second ago and even now it says that you have to take the train you can take a train to naka karuizawa and then there you have to change to another train whatever it's it's,
1: it's yeah. not true you yeah, catch yeah. the
0: it's like the shinoe shinoe line or something? yeah shinoe tetsudo line and um it's on it's only about 1600 yen so you end up saving a lot of money because it's it's about 3500 to 4000 on the Shinkansen. Mm. Um, and it takes about an hour and a half to get there, which, to be honest, like we were absolutely fine with. Because we loved it. <laughs> the scenery was so good.
1: For um, most of the ride, we were the only ones in our carriage, so we just opened up the windows and just had like a nice scenic train ride through the mountains. That yeah, was really cool.
0: Yeah, it's just mountains, small little villages, that kind of stuff. The scenery's nice. One thing that I found that's really where it is so we went all the way from tokyo to karuizawa and then all around nagano like we traveled quite a long distance and not once in that entire trip did we ever see a farm that had livestock on it like no cows no sheep no pigs yeah. no nothing and it made me like that's so weird you know you, you think you'd see one i don't
1: know is that weird just because we're from new zealand where the 2nd year you're outside of christchurch there's like farm animals everywhere
0: I don't know. I don't know what it's like in the rest of the world. Maybe, maybe for other people this isn't weird, but the idea that you can travel so far and not see any farms, like even even the um, even crop farms, there weren't really any really massive crop farms. There were smaller like rice paddy fields, but that's kind of it. It was really odd, and I mean, what made us think is either they're really like their like regions are super specialized in what they grow, so maybe. Maybe, like, if you go up to, for example, like Hokkaido, maybe you'll see all the animals there, like all the livestock, and here they just don't do any, which is kind of the better option, or the, the sadder option is that all the animals are actually just inside in, you know, factory farms. Yeah,
1: I'm not sure it, although to be fair, it would make sense if it was the nicer version of it being specialised, because all of the recommended specialised foods in Nagano are, like, vegetarian, apart from horse meat, but... Mm. you know there's like no recommended like specialized like i don't know dish that contains cow or whatever
0: yeah true although i did notice a lot of cow tongue there
1: did you i <laughs> yeah, did not
0: cow tongue was rec- like there was like signs of cow tongue everywhere hmm. uh, but yeah, anyway yeah so we went to nagano with um the city center of the prefecture of nagano and yeah it was really good so uh we sat in airbnb
1: it was a really good airbnb it was like a five minute walk from the station um, it was a one bedroom, like nice little modern place on like a third floor of it's called like Compass is the name of the building.
0: Yeah, we recommend you stay there if you ever go.
1: Yeah, yeah, I do. It definitely, was pretty cheap. It was like,
0: 20,000 yen for three days.
1: And the And there are
0: three of us there, so that was pretty cheap.
1: If you ever look for it on Airbnb, it's called Family Friendly, three floor condo, five minute walk to Nagano Station. And it was, yeah, it was totally like a nice, weird place to stay.
0: Yeah, Nagano is a really nice town because it's it's a lot bigger than I was expecting. You know, it has big buildings. It's 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 like a proper city, whereas Karuizawa was just a mountain town, mm-hmm. and you could tell a lot of people were just there visiting. Um, but yeah, Nagano is like a proper city, but it's really nice because it's surrounded by mountains that are pretty close yeah, by. It's so in no a very matter, it's in a pretty small valley.
1: No matter which way you sort of look at the end of a street, there's going to be like a mountain view, which I really like because I hadn't even realised how much I kind of missed that living in tokyo until we were there and i was like man it's so nice to be reminded that there's like nature out there in the world
0: yeah in fact actually just fast on that topic like just fast forwarding to when we got back to tokyo i realized how goddamn noisy it is here It is so noisy there are
1: there was like we got in at Ikebukuro station and it was just like so like a sea of humans
0: yeah so it was really nice just for seven days being away even though Nagano, you know like i said it's not a small place at all but it's a lot quieter Mm. um than it is here in tokyo so yeah, so what did we do that first day? We, well, we I guess are, we just kind of walked around the city, right? Well,
1: our friend was meeting us there, and she was coming a bit later. So when me and Sonia arrived, we yeah we wandered around the city for a couple of hours because te- we arrived a bit before our chicken. Our chicken was at four, but we dropped our bags off at the Airbnb. Not yeah, even I, felt, I, felt, I felt bad just
0: like staying there before, so we kind of just walked yeah. around the city. It was a nice walk around.
1: We just yeah we just explored the area. We saw how the city was like very similar to tokyo but also very different in that you know there's nature everywhere
0: yeah all right so yeah so we just messed around that first day didn't really do a whole lot but the second day uh we went somewhere where we weren't originally going to go but then we realized we had a lot more time than we thought um so we went to matsumoto which i keep saying right i keep saying motosando but matsumoto um which is famous for a castle there you've probably seen pictures of it it's this nice like black castle with a moat around it
1: So the reason the castle was famous is because of how, like, it's fully black. So I think it's one of the only ones that looks like that. Like, it's fully painted black, and apparently the maintenance is really expensive every year because they have to regularly do, like, such intense upkeep to, like, keep that cool-looking, like, dark noir sort of colour.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. I saw that most of the castle is pretty much what it originally looked like, like, the keep part of it, um, where, although they have added some, like new things to it over the last like century uh, but the castle was built all the way back in 1594 so it's really old we went primarily just for that castle and man it was worth it like i'm really glad we went
1: everyone had recommended if you're going to nagano go visit this castle but they also said you have to have a car if you want to visit the castle because it's so far away from nagano city and it was the same thing with going from kiruizawa to nagano where when we looked up on google maps originally it said that you had to catch a shinkansen um but then when we got there there's just normal like a local train that you can catch which also has an express option we missed the express train by like a minute so we instead of taking 50 minutes it took like an hour and a half but that was still all good
0: yeah i don't know why they do that like do they maybe it's because if you're like a foreigner they think you just want to take a shinkansen, but it's like it's so much more expensive Mm. it just doesn't make sense but man the, the castle was so cool we got to take a photo with a samurai outside
1: yeah, it was, like, perfect as well because the weather wasn't great, but it was good in that it wasn't too hot. Yeah, yeah. So the, it was relatively empty, um, probably also because of coronavirus, but I think the weather probably also contributed to that. So it was pretty, like, good for taking photos and just being able to explore without feeling, like, crowded by yeah, lots of people.
0: they were doing proper, like, social distancing and stuff in there, though. Mm. You know, like, they told people you had to be, like, a meter or something apart from one another. Yeah um and yeah man the castle's so massive it's like five six stories I think tall it's seven stories tall it? oh, it's seven? okay yeah so it's seven stories tall and it's something that we've noticed when we've been to other temples as well the stairs are so steep
1: i think on one of the information panels inside the castle i think it said the stairs are 55 degrees
0: so yeah like i would like believe that yeah pretty
1: like like come one of them was seriously <laughs> steep and they were very like tall stairs mm. so it was literally like the length of my legs And coming down at the tour, like, the guy waiting at the bottom because there was, like, staff members at all the stairs, probably because people fall all the time, was, like, laughing at me because I looked like such a (laughs) dumbass trying to come down these stairs that were, like, the same length as my body. And my leg hurt. Like, the next day, it felt like I'd done exercise
0: stairs are so slippery as well Mm,
1: because obviously you take your shoes off so you're walking around in socks on these like polished wooden
0: floors it makes sense why they're they're so steep though i guess because it takes like it doesn't take up much room um but man it really got me thinking how the hell did anyone ever fight like in those castles you know like move around like i have a feeling like more people died just falling down those stairs than actually got pierced by like well
1: (laughs) i think most castles were built during times of peace which is another reason why matsumoto castle was kind of unique-ish is because it was built during like a feudal period Uh, so it's got heaps of like turrets it's got like little gaps where you could throw rocks down your enemies it's got those little like i can't remember what they're called but like slits in the wall that you can like shoot arrows through
0: yeah that's really cool this is the first castle that we've ever been to yeah like anywhere in the world and yeah, it was just really cool to see the places where you know they shoot arrows through and stuff. Mm. Um, and it was it was kind of like a little museum as well. They had a weapon inside that you could view.
1: Yeah, because I think it was a certain like I don't know several years after it was built, they added in additional. So the first like slits were for arrows, but then they also had one specifically for like muskets, like guns. So they had a bunch of the mm. old school guns in there.
0: Yeah, man, and that made me think. I like that was really weird. I couldn't I couldn't believe that muskets were that old. When when I think of muskets like i kind of think of like the 19th century like the 1800s you know like I, I never thought that there was muskets back in like the 17th century and stuff but i guess there was well yeah they That's just probably weren't
1: used it wasn't like people carried them around all the time because they literally took a solid amount of time to like load up yeah get ready fire load up again
0: although um i did read that the castle was in use um until i think 1880 or something like that so i guess the muskets might have come later but still there yeah. that was that was really cool like i love that castle and yeah. by the way the photos that you can get of that castle are so good yeah because of the moat like the, you get some really nice reflections
1: yeah so the other thing with the castle was i think it used to be like the whole town used to be centered on that castle and there used to be several layers of moats around it so there's still the original moat directly next to it so you can get some good photos we're like because there's a moat there's no one standing between you and the castle yeah yeah
0: um yeah we saw a picture of like what it used to look like with the with the multiple moats and to be honest like we didn't really walk like around the town so we don't like there could be some other water features maybe
1: well yeah Um, i'm guessing the moats were based on like er originally there was like naturally occurring rivers or streams that they just kind of like customized a little bit because it used to be separated so like the way the town structure used to be would be there'd be the castle and then you'd have you know the like next level of society and the further away you got from the castle was like the poorer people yeah the poorer
0: and poorer people yeah so man if you're if you're you're gonna go to nagano i'd highly recommend going um to matsumoto castle
1: i'm so glad we Um, did
0: yeah we we weren't going to because we thought it would take so much time and like we we didn't have enough time but it's so easy to go there from nagano and it doesn't take too long to look at the castle like we were there for a couple of hours and then we had time to do something afterwards you know it only took up our morning so afterwards we went back to nagano and we actually had time to go to the main attraction oh
1: wait before that in Matsumoto, we went to a fast food place called Mo's Burger. Man, oh, great yeah, fast Burger, food. Yeah. Everyone's been recommending it to me because it turns out they have a lot of plant based options. So if you're yeah. ever in Japan and you're a vegetarian but you like fast food as well sometimes, yeah, they've got like vegan and just vegetarian options.
0: Yeah, Mo's Burger is found like all over Japan. It's just, you know, it's literally abundant like Burger King here. Yeah, it's everywhere. yeah. Um, but yeah, man, they've got a lot of vegetarian options. Because they
1: literally had, it was like a soy patty and then it was, you could get the same sauce flavorings. You know how most places they have like one vegetarian option and it's kind of like plain and bland? Yeah. This was like, I got the teriyaki sauce with like, just like a normal burger mm-hmm. with the soy patty. So yeah, um, you know, I feel like it's a good fast food option for like normal people as well. Like you got a normal burger.
0: Yeah, I think this is actually the first Japanese fast food food place that we've kind of been to right mm. like we've been, like i've been to KFC and i've been to like fast food like pizza joints mm. but in terms of like a japanese like burger place or something like this was kind of the first one mm.
1: it yeah was, it was good it was good it was all good i mean it was yeah. fast food it wasn't amazing but it was still like sweet solid option
0: if you're vegetarian and you're only here for a little bit like that's a nice place to go yeah um so yeah so that same day we went to we been, went back to nagano and we went to the main attraction there which is zen koji temple mm. um zen koji temple is a buddhist temple that it was actually made a long time ago it was made back in the 7th century mm. and it's one of the few places where not only buddhist people but it's kind of been adopted by other religions as well um, they go for pilgrimage here in japan mm. Um, and yeah, man, it's a massive place. Like it is by far the best temple that I've been to in Japan so far.
1: Oh wow. You think so?
0: Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Cause it's really, really massive. It's on like a big ground where it has the main temple, which is really big. Um, and when you go in, it has, um, like a giant, actually, what the hell does it even have inside anymore?
1: Well, we went like pretty late in the day. So most of it was closed. So we explored the grounds, but we did go into the main temple, but you had to pay like, it was either 300 or 700 yen to go to like fully in and we were like eh screw it we don't need to see the inside of the temple
0: yeah that's right yeah we didn't go well yeah technically we still went into the temple but the temple's kind of split in half so if you want to go into the second half you have to pay money yeah we were there too late to go in there and we couldn't be bothered going another day but it was nice like you know um it was like massive like gold um fixtures and statues and things like that
1: yeah it's very like impressive and ornate in there yeah
0: and it's surrounded by smaller shrines Mm. and really nice like those traditional japanese gates that you see that um that are always at temple Mm. um it's got a couple of those on the road up there um but yeah man that temple was definitely worth it i'd highly recommend people go there wasn't there that one temple that you said you really liked
1: oh there was like a three-story pagoda and i think it was actually a museum but it was closed when we got there And I thought it was cool because I love reading the information boards about things. Like, I feel like you can appreciate something for how pretty it is. But I also like to read about the history of it, which I know not everyone likes to do when they visit something like this. But I found it really interesting because it talked about how in, I think it was in this pagoda style, like, museum, there's, like, the cremated remains of 2.4 million, like, dead warriors. So, like, basically if people die at war, their, like, ashes are likely to be stored there. I don't Even know. now?
0: Do they say
1: that? I, I don't know how old the information board was, but I mean, I'm guessing from recent wars, surely. Because 2.4 million, that's a lot of people. Yeah,
0: <laughs> that is.
1: But yeah, so I always find that sort of thing interesting because it really adds like a sense of weight to the history of the place.
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah, man, and this place was just so extravagant. There was just so much to look at there.
1: Yeah, like we walked around this place for like... A solid hour or two right yeah and this was just on the grounds not even inside the temples
0: yeah when we were there so the first we went there twice um, the first time we had a proper look around the second time we kind of just walked through mm. uh, But the first time we were there outside of opening hours technically um, so there weren't any stores open um, but there was a vending machine where you get a um charm. Charm. Yeah, like a fortune charm. Yeah, it was here. just so
1: random. It was like, man, what a modern way to like sell good luck charms so is like, yeah. you actually just get it from the vending machine.
0: Yeah, like if you really quickly need some luck, yeah. you can just quickly get one from the vending machine. But then we, when we went there during the day, uh, the vending machine is closed,
1: mm. um, which
0: makes sense because the vendors want to make money, I guess. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of shops open there and you can get some really nice charms.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and it was like, we think we realized when we were there. There's, like, cows everywhere in Nagano. Like, it must be there, like...
0: Fake cows. Not yeah, real not
1: ones. real cows. Sorry, no real ones. We've already mentioned that. Yeah. But, like, there was heaps of little cow statues and little cow, like, the good luck ox tokens.
0: Yeah, so I don't really know why that's a thing.
1: Mm.
0: Maybe it's connected to the cow tongue.
1: Yeah, maybe, actually.
0: Yeah. Maybe, there, yeah. maybe
1: there are, like, farm animals and we just didn't go to the areas where they are. Maybe they keep them away from the main roads because, let's be real, like, farm animals smell bad.
0: Yeah, you know, maybe. they probably don't
1: want them on the main roads. They are probably like off sideways.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe they care about their here eh? Yeah. So yeah, so that was a Zen Koji Temple. Yeah. Um,
1: which is like it's a two-kilometer walk from Nagano train station.
0: Yeah, even the walk's nicer. So you go through town, and there are um, oh, what did we just dis- what did we figure out? Those are called Zo- zotos or something. Those like lantern things.
1: Oh, um, when they could, like zoto is not the right
0: word. <laughs> yeah. yeah, zoto okay. doesn't sound right. Uh, but they're like those um massive traditional lanterns and like wooden structures that you always see in Japanese uh temples and those line the streets on the way to um Zenjoji Temple. And then for a good like two or three blocks they've closed the streets to cars and it's only for pedestrians. Um so it's just really nice places where you can just walk around and there's a lot of shops, mm. a lot of restaurants.
1: On the main road right outside the temple, there was a nice like, I don't know what the word is, just like a shopping district. Like it was super touristy, but like it had like all of the traditional foods. Yeah. Like we managed to get, um, the one food I wanted to try well with there was oyaki, um, which is like a, kind of like a buckwheat dough steamed bun. Is that the right word?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So this is like a traditional thing that is famous in Nagano, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so we got some there, and they're vegetarian. So they were all vegetarian options. Like yeah. some, you got a pumpkin one. I got a mixed vegetable. Steph got a red bean paste, but there was like also like radish and mm. I don't
0: know
1: a bunch of other types, and they were really good.
0: Yeah, it was really really good. I had a meat a meat one like later on. Uh, it wasn't the same thing though. Was, it was just like a meat bun, and it's mm. very similar to a meat bun except just, yeah, it's literally
1: yeah, like a meat bun without. I think yeah. what the um, lanterns are called toro.
0: Toro. That's it. Yeah, toros. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, so a bunch of those line the streets as you go up. Mm. Um, and one thing actually I actually forgot to mention is before we went to the temple, is we went to a sake brewery. Oh, yeah. Um, the Yoshi Noya Sake Brewery. Where, so it used to be a proper brewery where you could go um, have a tour of the factory as they're making the sake and stuff like that. Uh, but we found out that that's actually been moved now to another location. So instead, um, this location is. You can view the old like, parts of the old factory, although Mm. we didn't do that. But we
1: went at the end of the day, and I think they were kind of potentially in the middle of closing, but they were so excited to have customers that they welcomed
0: us in. Yeah, because they didn't even offer us to go on a tour.
1: Yeah, there was a sign in there in English saying, ask to see our brewery, if you like, something, you know, we can give you a tour. But it was the end of the day, and I felt kind of like they wanted the sale, but they also were, like, wanting to go home.
0: Yeah, I'm guessing that's just, like, a couple of barrels or something. But we ended up doing a sake tasting, Mm. and, man, like... It's totally worth it. First of all, it's free.
1: Yeah, I expected (laughs) to have to pay. I was so worried when she was like, yeah, yeah, come in. I was like, oh, God, how much?
0: Yeah, because we were were looking at the menu outside, and man, it was expensive if you wanted food.
1: Yeah, because it's it's like a restaurant (laughs) gift shop now.
0: Yeah, it's like 4,000, 5,000 yen for food, and we're like, oh, Jesus Christ, we don't want this. But she was so eager to get us inside. Um that you know we just kind of followed her and we we're like oh crap we'll just pay whatever yeah but yeah like a free tasting like when does that ever happen
1: yeah and she you know? they it was kind of handy like she didn't speak much english obviously it's japan they don't speak english everywhere <laughs> but they had like little basically like her speech printed out on large paper in different languages so yeah, she, we yeah. could still get all the information yeah which was cool so she could explain to us like you know she'd have a little piece of paper that was like this sake is famous for blah blah
0: blah, blah. she was so friendly as well yeah not only was it free but you got to taste so many different cycles as well i was yeah. expecting like because for example we've been to wine tastings before mm. where you know you pay a certain fee and then you might get like four wines that you get to taste so i was th- I was thinking maybe four at the max like five mm. we probably tasted like seven or maybe eight
1: even more they were yeah. all alcoholic but they yeah, were like yeah. It was really cool, yeah, because they started with like the more popular ones, and it was like different percentages, like I think it was 50%, 40 and thirty percent.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, you started with the most, the highest percentage yeah. one first, which is fifty percent, and then
1: they also did the ones where the more expensive ones, where it's like it's handmade, so they mm. explain the different processes of how to make it, and then they end on like the really nice sweet ones that are non-alcoholic, like yeah. rice wines.
0: Yeah, and we felt like at the end of the like by the way they tasted all they all tasted like really good to me mm. to be honest like my favorite was actually the 50 percent alcohol one really um that will i mean if i'm not including the non-alcoholic ones the non-alcoholic ones like they're gonna taste good because there's no alcohol yeah, cause cause sweet. Meant to taste yeah. Good. um but in terms of the alcoholic ones the 50 percent one for me tasted really nice nice and uh we were feeling like a little bit bad because we were like man you know we got this for free so we kind of don't want to leave without buying something like we probably should buy something mm. so we did buy um but, like we went like, we only bought one bottle between the three of us. We bought, like, the citrus, non-alcoholic
1: Yeah, what is it called? Dread. It was, like, ama- Amizaki or something?
0: Yeah, something like that. Um, although, to be fair, like, we didn't just buy it just because we felt bad. Like, it legitimately tastes really nice.
1: We, yeah, we, like, we wanted to buy something. Amazaki is Amazaki. what it's called. I, yeah. yeah. And... It was, like, one of those things that we're... So, some really liked the 50%. I kind of liked, like, the 30%. And then mm. the were with really liked the non-alcoholic ones. So, we went with the non-alcoholic one because we were kind of, like, you know, we could totally mix this with, live vodka if we wanted to make it alcoholic.
0: Yeah, that's right. But also, like, yeah. Like, we were thinking we should probably buy something that's alcoholic, but then we went for that one.
1: Because, you know, but you're then, in a sake brewery. Yeah. It's like, man, we should buy sake. But-
0: yeah, that's the thing, eh? But then, like, while we were deciding, I was kind of thinking... We have this, like, strange, invisible pressure of buying an alcoholic one when, like, the non-alcoholic one is clearly better, you know? Like, in terms of taste, it's like, man, what's the point of buying one that's alcoholic just purely for the alcohol? Which is
1: another side thing, actually. The, like, lady who was doing the tasting didn't pressure at all to buy something. This was all our own pressure that we were putting on ourselves. Yeah, for sure, yeah. Like, because you know how sometimes you go to those things and they're really pushy and it puts you off? Yeah. Like, she was kind of the opposite. She was just, like, I don't know happy to have someone there
0: yeah for sure yeah she was so nice and and actually it wasn't just sake that we tasted there um we also got to taste bean um miso soup right all
1: miso soup is made from bean
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay well we got to taste a miso soup that didn't have um fish
1: yeah, yeah, and I'm still regretting that we didn't buy it. Cause, I mean, because yeah. we didn't know how like, it would last on the train back. Yeah, because usually
0: miso soup has, like, a fishy... Um, a fish stock. Fish stock in it, right. Yeah, but this one was 100% bean.
1: And it was really good.
0: Yeah, it was really, really and good. And
1: there was also, like, some... I think it was natto, but it was just, like, really salty, like...
0: It was the uh, same bean, beans. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was the same thing, um, but just it was salted the crap out of it. But, yeah, that was a nice too. But, yeah, I, I kind of wanted to buy um, the miso.
1: But mm. we were just worried that like transporting it back for like a four hour bus ride we didn't know how it would last if it like yeah. wasn't refrigerated
0: yeah that's right. but
1: yeah i mean maybe we can order it online they probably have an online store
0: if yeah, we true. really want to i mean i don't know if i mentioned this in the last podcast about karuizawa but there were these really nice shoes in karuizawa with like <laughs> I think you didn't. yeah i think i did yeah like when we buy those shoes we can buy the miso too i really <laughs> love those shoes yeah yeah um, but yeah so that was the that was the brewery that brewery is literally right next to um, the temple and mm-hmm. man the entire area is really nice because the temple area is massive and there's a lot mm-hmm. to see there but then around it there's a lot to do as well with all the restaurants and, and then there's cafes. like the, in the
1: background there's like the mountains so it's just yeah, like yeah. a very aesthetic area
0: and um there's even two other like fairly well, actually, they're not that large, but there's two other, like, really nice temples even mm. before it. Like, when we had reached those temples, we thought that, that was um, Zenjoji. But... Yeah,
1: we were confused. We were like, is this it? This doesn't seem big enough, yeah. but it's still pretty big.
0: Actually, I just said Zenjoji. It's Zenkoji. Zenjoji
1: <laughs> Zen is the one that's in Tokyo. Yeah,
0: man, why are they, you know, they all sound like exactly the same. <laughs> um, that was all for that day. That day,
1: we were very tired. We went home, and we were like, oh, we might go out again, but then we ended up ordering Uber Eats, yeah. which was delicious. They had some vegetarian sushi, so I was happy
0: yeah yeah we got sushi that was good
1: and we just went to bed early because we wanted to wake up early the next morning
0: yeah exactly i remember we were feeling a little bit bad because like the weather was in terms of the weather it was like kind of um overcast and we were thinking like we haven't seen blue sky in ages like maybe it would be better if it's Nice and sunny and stuff, but then the very last day when we were leaving, it was super sunny. And man, we're so glad it wasn't that sunny.
1: Yeah, I feel it's like way too hot. It's like society has conditioned you to think that blue skies and sun <laughs> are like good, but it's like you know no. I want it to be a little bit overcast because it <laughs> yeah. was still pretty warm, but it was like like we weren't wearing jackets or anything. But I think any hotter and it would have been like uncomfortable. Yeah, because it was sure. a really good, which is why we chose to go at this time of year. Yeah um
0: yeah, yeah so um so yeah so we went to the uh, the castle and then the temple and when we were in karuizawa like we really wanted to go to that bird park but we just didn't have like it was just too foggy to be able to go to a bird mm. park uh so we were really keen to go to um a place with a lot of nature like go mm. for a nice nature walk through the forest uh and luckily for us there was a really nice place close by called Togakushi shrine
1: which is another one where there's no public transport to it according to the internet yeah but we went and asked at the information center and there is a local bus
0: yeah yeah so and
1: that the bus like when you look on any maps online it says there's no public transport at all like it doesn't even give you like a shinkansen yeah so if you're ever looking anywhere in japan ask at the information desk so we caught like a local bus there it was like a round trip ticket
0: yeah it was like 900 yen i think round trip no, it was way right. more than that. It was like 3,000 yen. Oh, was it? Yeah. Jesus Christ. All right. Well, yeah, so we paid about 3,000 yen round <laughs> trip. Um, this shrine is pretty famous. So I've been doing a little bit of research on it. And they don't really know when it was made. Um, so some people think that it was made 200 BC. Okay, oh, right wow. So around then. So it's super old. Uh, but apparently some Buddhist people th- um, have said that there's writing that shows that it was made at 880 so oh, that's big, like a thousand difference, yeah, yeah a thousand years difference but still regardless of when it was made it's super old like it's at least 2000 years old you know and
1: it's really cool cuz it's like nestled up in the mountain and there's this big walkway through these like ancient cedar trees
0: yeah massive cedar tre- uh, Japanese cedar trees they're also called Japanese redwoods and the trees are really old as well like apparently some of the trees are like 200 to 900 years old oh
1: wow i didn't realize they were 900
0: years old yeah and yeah so they lined this track and you can take some really really good photos with these huge mm. trees and also the cool thing is about these tr- like having those trees there is that when we went it was raining and it was raining fairly hard but on the track uh you can barely feel the rain because like the trees are just mm. protecting you
1: we got out our umbrellas for parts of it but we also like we them away for big chunks of the walk because yeah you didn't even need them
0: yeah I, I like for example i didn't even have an umbrella and i was holding my camera and you know normally if it was raining a lot my camera would get ruined because it's not mm. waterproof um but like i had no issues at all um and yeah man this track is so nice like there's again it has those traditional gates that you see that lead up to temples mm. and these gates um because it's in the forest there's so much moss and like little plants growing on them. Um, it's really So cool everything it's looks like really this, this ancient. The
1: ceiling, like the roof of it, is what's covered.
0: Yeah, yeah. So it's but e- even green. the like the little uh, monuments that they have around, you know, there's like moss and stuff growing on them. Everything looks really ancient, and really nice. Like it looks mm-hmm. like something off um, that anime. What's it called again? Princess Monoraki? Oh ah, yeah. Yeah, it looks like something off that. Yeah. So I really, really, really like that walk.
1: Except, like, we looked up this walk online and it said it was, like, a very easy, like, mild, flat track. Because you take the bus, like, most of the way up the mountain and then you, you know, you walk the final bit. And it said it was, like, a half hour. And it probably was about a half hour. But, man, about halfway. So, after you get past these beautiful redwoods, there's, like, some pretty steep stairs Mm. to get there. And i was not like mentally prepared to be doing like steep stairs especially after my legs were sore from doing the castle the day before
0: <laughs> a little disclaimer on how hard it is though is that we're very unfit oh yeah so there was <laughs> so, totally
1: like little kids and old people doing it
0: yeah yeah like anyone no matter what age you are <laughs> you should be able to like do it
1: this. wasn't a difficult walk at all yeah but it was like we did when we were going up the steeper steps we totally stopped yeah like i think like once or twice for like yeah. a breather where i was like all right guys i'm putting my foot down i need to take a brief break and we, bro- we took a break for like a minute and then we continued yeah so it wasn't like deadly but there was like points where those steps were a little bit steeper than i think i anticipated plus i was like i was wearing a dress like i wasn't prepared for this to be like an actual walk like i wasn't wearing like proper walking gear at all and
0: ellie fell over once
1: oh yeah i slipped and <laughs> i fell and so you know let's blame on why i needed breaks because i was all sore <laughs> uh,
0: like if you're a spiritual person i think The top would have meant more to you, Mm. like when we got to the top, and maybe it's this is because we had just seen zen koji Temple, yeah, and it's so grand and so epic that when we got to the top of this walk, that you know turned out to be a little bit more difficult than we were expecting, and it was kind of long, and it was raining, and it was long, it was
1: half an hour. (laughs) Yeah,
0: you're right. Yeah, it was half an hour, but you know, like there was a certain mood because of because of all that and because of the rain and stuff. So when you got to the top it's like you know two little shrines it was a uh, bit it
1: was like underwhelming but only because i think our expectations were too high because it was it was two little shrines and there was so it was a saturday so it was pretty busy like there was a few other people on this walk and like they were saying their prayers at the shrine so for them it was probably like worthwhile because it was more of a religious thing Mm. but for us like we got to the top and it was like sweet we made it let's go straight back down
0: yeah we didn't stay for long we kind of looked at it we're like all right sweet yeah to be honest, the shrine wasn't really the main reason that I wanted to be there. I wanted to be there to walk through the forest. Mm. Um, so to do that, we had to like walk back down to like that massive gate that
1: that was covered in like lichen and stuff. Yeah,
0: that was covered in lichen and things. And um, yeah, we went through the walk. There's like they call it the botanical gardens, although I don't. It's nothing like a botanical. It's, it's just a forest. Yeah. Like, there's no like set flowers there or anything. You know, it's literally just a forest and you walk mm. through it. Uh, but it is nicely. Um, it's not paved. It's like it's got wooden planks on which it,
1: which are right? bad. in that man, they were slippery because it was raining.
0: Yeah, yeah. It was.
1: Very, we had to walk very carefully over these wooden planks.
0: Yeah, I slept two times like aggressively like
1: at one point it was like a cartoon where he was slipping for like a minute yeah you know, like going, Whoa.
0: i was actually pretty impressed with my ability to balance
1: yeah i think if that had been me i would have fallen on my butt like i did i did fall over.
0: yeah exactly yeah i didn't fall over but i was just yeah i was just sliding down like in the scene in a risky business when he when he was like sliding into the room that wasn't me except <laughs> except in the park the scary thing about this though was because it's the forest and because this is japan there are like signs everywhere saying beware of black bears yeah like there's a
1: lot of warning signs
0: there are there they they're a legitimate threat in japanese forests and and also if you're from overseas like in most places in the world you're probably already aware of like dangers in the forest like things Mm. that you have to be aware of because we're from new zealand we're not like used to any of that the thing
1: you have to be aware of in new zealand is like literally the terrain itself and like the like, weather. Like, you don't have to worry about animals or, like, bugs in New Zealand. Yeah,
0: exactly. There's literally no precautions you have to take in terms of the animals. There's nothing that could kill you there. But here, one thing that my students had been talking about in the past, which, like, that was actually the first I had heard about it, and I I asked them a lot of questions about it. Um, But it says on these signs as well, is they recommend that you take a bear bell. Mm. So it's literally just a bell that you put on your bag or whatever.
1: And it basically... It just warns the bear that you're coming.
0: Yeah, that's all it is, yeah. Um, Because, you know... Like with most animals, they don't really want to be around humans. Like, they're not
1: evil and they don't <laughs> yeah. want to, like, go out there and kill you. Like, if they attack, it's probably because they're, like, startled or they're trying to protect the young or maybe they were eating and they're worried that you're going to steal their food. Yeah, yeah. So, if you're true. wearing a bear belt, the idea is they'll hear you coming so they won't get, like, a fright when they see you. um And our friend that we were with is from Canada, so she was probably more like, I don't know what the word is like. She was like being reasonably concerned, but she does also have anxiety, so she was like, like next <laughs> yeah. level concerned. So she was pretty worried about bears. So we ended up doing the smaller version of the forest walk just for her own like mental health.
0: Yeah, it was it was a weird experience because I've never had to. I've never walked through a forest where you're kind of looking out for something like even though the chances of that bear being there is very slim but
1: Not super slim because they did have lots of signs being like this is a known active like this is where bears live like this is an area where they're like we're very
0: yeah but they put that anywhere where a bear could be you know yeah. and also in a place that's that popular with tourists they would normally be aware of where bears are if they're in mm. the area like for example i've read about in, in hokkaido if you're going on walks if there's like they will know if there's been a bear sighting around that area and then Mm -hmm. they'll tell you and you normally you won't be allowed to go on that walk uh but regardless like yeah i was like looking around for a bear you know like i've never walked through a forest like that before like you know like i'd see like a little um fallen over log and it'd be like a black like in the shadows and i'd be like is that a bear (laughs) you know because there was a chance that it's gonna be a goddamn bear
1: (laughs) yeah so we were like a little bit on alert but they kind of just added to the experience right like it was a different like normally when we go on a forest walk in new zealand it's like very serene and peaceful (laughs) yeah and you're there to just like embrace nature whereas here it was the same but there was also like this bell constantly reminding you that you should be a little bit on alert
0: (laughs) yeah that bell kind of it was kind of funny in a way because it was to me it was the equivalent of the um the jaws soundtrack but it's here like dun 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 it was just like ding ding, ding, ding ding and then it's funny because um normally like with a bear bell, you just put it on your bag but our friend was holding the bearbell and like um you could tell like where her anxiety levels were because and by the way she's probably gonna listen to this yeah
1: but, you know. and we've talked about we made <laughs> yeah, this joke while yeah, okay. we were on the walk so we're yeah. not just like bitching about her.
0: um like i was like at the front of like when we were walking so i couldn't like see her but you could um tell how she was feeling by how fast the bear, bear bell was going <laughs> And every time, like, the, yeah, every time um, the she would, like, ring it louder and faster, my anxiety levels would go higher, because I was like, holy shit, like, does she see something? Like, No, you I know. think it
1: was literally, like, the areas, so sometimes the walkway was, like, lifted up, and she yeah. rang it less then, or when we walked past other people on the trail.
0: Right, right. But yeah. it
1: was, like, as soon as we went down to the forest floor, and there was, like, the forest undergrowth was, like, taller than us, and you couldn't see around you, I think mm. that's when she got anxious, because you couldn't tell yeah, if there yeah. was something nearby. yeah.
0: The part where I was the most scared was when I heard, like, all these bees around me, and I thought, like, it literally sounded like a beehive had fallen to the ground, mm. and there was a bunch of bees. I, I was, like, freaked out, but it turns <laughs> out it was just a bunch of flies. <laughs> there was, like, 50 flies in this walkway. Yeah, I wonder area. if there
1: was, because like, this was on the walkway that was raised. I wonder if there was something under that walkway, like a dead animal, that we obviously couldn't see, because there was a lot of flies in that one it wasn't
0: bear droppings, and there was a bear.
1: Honestly, know. it could have been. Yeah.
0: I was really, like, I really wanted to see, um, I mean, if I saw a bear, that would have been awesome, to be honest, in, like, the distance, but, you know, I just want to see any wildlife, so, like, every place that we go, they always talk about flying squirrels being there, but we've never actually seen a flying squirrel. Mm. We found out that they're nocturnal, so that's probably why, but I was also keen just to see any birds to take photos of. Didn't see any really interesting birds. There were some really cool butterflies there, though, that we took photos of, and it was annoying, because I could hear woodpeckers, like, I could hear them picking at the wood as they do. But I couldn't see them because the trees were so mm. massive and, and it's when like we, so thick.
1: When we did see some birds, they were very well like camouflaged into the forest. Like we only would see them mm. because they moved and we spotted them that way. Yeah. And then they'd go still again, and you'd be like, "Wait, where did it go?"
0: Yeah. The one time that we had like a good clear vision of birds, like it was kind of in the distance, so I couldn't tell what it was, and I was like really excited. I was like, "Sweet, I need to take photos <laughs> of these." But then under like closer inspection, they were just ducks. I was like, <laughs>
1: "Yeah."
0: You know, ducks. Yeah, it's always ducks.
1: So it was a nice walk though. It was like very like thick forest and then there was a little lake where there was some ducks that were pretty cute that were swimming around.
0: Yeah, if you're wanting to go through like an authentic Japanese forest experience, but you want to do a walk that's, you know, fairly easy, yeah, this is actually a really nice place to go because everything's, um, Mm. like the, you know, it's a a very nice track.
1: Yeah, it was very easy. This part especially, there was no hills or anything to this part. The most difficult part was how it was slippery. (laughs) Yeah. And there was lots of different tracks you could take through the Botanical Garden. I think one of them had been, like, on the map outside of it. There was, like, crosses through it, and I think that floods might have washed the wooden planks away. Yeah. Like, I think that that's why it was crossed out. I don't think it was crossed out because there was bears. Mm. But, yeah. So, it was, like, a nice, easy... It was, like, a good... Like, there's, like, a Japanese word for it that means, like, to bathe in nature. And, honestly, it was kind of like that.
0: Yeah, man. So, I'm really happy that we went there. And, mm. to be honest with this whole Nagano trip... Um, we did pretty much everything that I wanted to do. Like, Karuizawa was a place I had had never heard about um, until, like, you know, a couple of days before we went. And I'm glad we went there. And I'm really glad that we took the time to go to Matsumoto. Mm. And then, yeah, Nagano. Like, there's... The only thing that's very famous, like, the most famous thing in Nagano that we didn't do because it's the wrong season is the snow monkeys. Mm. So, when you... Uh, you know, the, you've probably... You know, everyone's seen the snow monkeys that are bathing in the onsens. Mm. That's in Nagano. We're definitely going to come back in winter time to see that. But yeah. apart from that, I think we pretty much saw everything we wanted in Nagano, right?
1: Yeah. The other thing about Nagano was literally every meal we had was just like a plus.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like
1: the food there was this. We mentioned it in the with our like podcast as well. Same thing in Nagano.
0: Hmm.
1: All the food we had was so good.
0: Yeah, specifically Morino Coffee Shop is what I found out it's called. Oh yeah. Um, although to be honest, when we were there, it was just called Waffle coffee shop but
1: oh already. you're talking about the one afterwards
0: yeah the waffle coffee shop man we had uh, these yeah, really nice waffles i had a waffle eggs benedict never heard of that in my life it was delicious yeah. um but they've got like a variety of waffles there. i made
1: the mistake of getting chocolate waffles for, for breakfast so it was yeah. like chocolate ice cream and chocolate waffles it was a little bit too much chocolate for me like first thing in the morning but it was still really delicious
0: yeah i can't remember what all the other places are called but, like everywhere that we went the food was great but yeah specifically that waffle shop and also there was a the dim sum place that we went to
1: yeah, I I found the dim sum place, but like, oh, yeah, the dim. name is fully not dim sum. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> Why the is dim it found names?
0: I don't know. Um,
1: I found it on the map.
0: How is the white person better than the brown person <laughs> when it comes to foreign names? It makes no yeah, sense. I
1: put more effort in because of my whiteness, you know? yeah. But i got to counteract it. Yeah. Um the dim sum place, its name is in kanji, so I'm not sure what it's actually called. Like I don't know how to pronounce it. Yeah. But um it had vegetarian kyoza, which was cool um we went to a really cool the very first day there we went to like a cafe that was like a deli and it had like set menus with like a bunch of food and like you really enjoyed that right yeah yeah and then oh you went to a pizza place i don't know just like everything we had was just good but particularly man that dim sum was good (laughs) like if i went back there i would go there a hundred percent again
0: yeah yeah so overall um the last seven days awesome trip Glad we did it. That was like a good break from work as well. We're recording this on Monday. I've already had work this morning. Going to have work again this afternoon. It was
1: one of those trips where I feel like it's not going to be as like exciting or as much to do as if you go somewhere like Kyoto or Osaka. They are known as tourist destinations. But it was like that was almost a good thing because it made it more of a relaxing trip. Because there was less to do. There was like less pressure to like rush around and do everything you can. It meant that you could kind of take your time and we didn't feel guilty about having like early nights because we wanted to get up in the morning
0: yeah 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 just a relaxing nice trip next uh so our next trip we don't know when the next trip is going to be we're pr- pretty poor and we're getting poorer because our bookings oh uh, su-
1: yeah man this month like even worse than last month yeah
0: uh we'll go into more detail of that next episode yeah we'll let you guys know what we're doing next we don't really quite know probably yet. probably nico yeah all right well thank you very much for listening and uh, remember to follow us on instagram at t underscore in underscore tokyo and also on twitter at tea in tokyo and uh yeah that's pretty much it we'll see you next time all right bye. bye bye